0: be the breeze that fills the trees with rare
1: and magic perfume, oh no, it isn't the breeze it 's jack time La, da, da, da.
2: well, Joel, again, this is Buck Benny speaking uh, we're here to bring you uh, another episode of Jack Benny from the television show. This is one of the all time classics. It is the episode. With George Burns and somewhat Gracie Allen. So we shall see how this goes. But today to present this to you, we have, uh, I'm I'm not gonna, I was gonna say where they are on the screen, but of course I never know where they are on your screen. So, uh, we have, we have John Henderson here from this day and Jack Benny. Just, uh, a great uh, show. Hey, John, do you know what you're doing for the summers? You always do kind of different things in the summers. Because we, of course, both here and my podcast, we don't have Jack Benny shows from their anniversary date in the summer because he didn't do summer shows. Yeah. So do you have a plan for your summer or anything yet? Uh, you know, I think I'm just
1: going to do regular episodes. I've done themes in the past, but I don't know if I'll do a theme this year. I'm trying to fill in some of the, the years that I'm missing you know, a lot of episodes okay. from.
2: Okay, that sounds great. All right. Just curious what you were doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I'll figure it out when I get closer to the summer. I've slowly, I, I've had real trouble posting lately, just for one reason or other, and my life's gotten so busy and things that I've fallen behind. So I think I'm going to have Jack up until close to july anyway with episodes so then then i'll go from there uh anyway great to have you john mm-hmm. And we have uh vincent longo here of course uh, vincent is our orson Welles specialist but we love to get his insights on jack benny as well so that'll be fun and we also have terry phillips here and uh, terry is from imagine air theater Any updates for us, Terry, on uh, the the science fiction episode that we're all waiting uh, so patiently for?
3: It actually launched on uh, June the 1st. It was produced on May the 31st, and uh, it uh, should have gone out to all of you. Um, You should have received a link by now. Nice. um, If you haven't, just go to imagine-air-theater.com. You can also search for it uh, on YouTube by that same name, or, of course, any podcast podcast. uh, app will find i it. heard it it was great oh thank you great how, how long is this one Terry? <laughs> well keeping with your theory daryl this is the longest one yet it's um just under half an hour it's 28 and a half minutes approximately a little less yeah i
2: that. figured that that's about where you would be at this point in time so I'm expecting like a 35, 40 forty-minute one next time. We'll just keep working our way up, and uh, you know, we'll we're, we're
3: shooting—we're shooting for the twenty-four-hour uh, marathon date.
2: episode. Yes, 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 I can't wait, <laughs> and, and whatever that is, in 20, 2023 or something like that. We <laughs>
3: we have one one more scheduled for this season. Then we're going to take a hiatus and launch season two uh, around the end of summer. be oh, beautiful! That'd be great.
2: Can't wait. Well, any preview on the next one? Is it? Can you tell us what time? No, frame I can't you can? tell you
3: anything about the next one yet. The whole thing is uh, being kept under wraps. but under uh,
2: wraps. Oh, it's it's beyond your control to share about it. All right.
3: As, as we get a little closer to uh, to casting, I'll uh, I'll give you some hints. I let
2: me let me let me give viewers a little preview of that one. Uh, I, I I predict that there will be an introduction done by Terry. That's what I predict. So. Um, it, well, we shall see. And then, of course, we have Catherine Fuller-Seeley, our a resident Jack Benny specialist, and who has uh, a number of books out and a number of books coming out. A- any any update on the books coming no,
4: out? No, no that's uh, uh Ben Omar has uh, said, oh, Kathy, yes, you reminded me. Let's get volume two of the scripts into production. And um, uh, uh, he's incorrigible, because he's just asked me how can we start publishing Fred Allen scripts oh, um and so oh you know so we could be at this for a long time oh
2: tell ben I, I i'm happy to chat with him and work with him on trying to get some of those scripts out of the hands of uh the Boston Public Library uh yeah. as well as as well as the actual shows it's so such a bummer that they are so tight with those and that they're um, what is it, it's it's in there, I can't remember the section it's in, but anyway. Special
4: Collections. There's so Special Collections, special, exactly. special
2: Collections has been shut down for about two and a half years for remodeling. Exactly,
4: exactly. So and it was we'll, supposed
2: to be back up like a year ago, but it's not yet,
4: yeah. so. Well, COVID times, so yeah. so we'll keep trying. So.
2: Yeah, but, but theoretically during COVID times is a time when you can usually get more construction done more things done like that at a faster pace so that's strange anyway, so whatever we shall see um i don't want to don't want to offend our friends at the boston public library because we oh, need no, favors no. from them but... <laughs> a great library anyway let's let's get on with the show so uh anybody want to throw out anything um well i'll tell you what i'll start us out um I'll go with The Sportsman. I just love any episodes that feature The Sportsman. I feel like when we watch these shows, we're getting wonderful pieces from Jack Benny and 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 the show itself. It's, it's just too bad we don't have the shows often in their entirety and often the part that's cut is The Sportsman. And I think just experiencing this episode and watching it through and, and getting the, the, the sportsman's performance and getting the little bits like, um, I love it when it, it, it's, people talk about it in the comments. And so I was like searching, for, where is this thing? I need to, and so I, then I found it. It's a minute and 25 seconds in that you get a little bit of, of uh, George Burns walking by Eddie Anderson. And they do a little dance as they're walking by each other. I mean, it's just, 10 seconds or five seconds. I don't even know how long the thing is, but it's just cute and funny. And it just makes you feel like Burns, he feels so good being there. It just, there's a there's a feeling, sense of joy that comes from both performers as they're walking by each other. That's just pretty cool. Um, anyway, but let's go back to The Sportsman. Uh, the Sportsman sing uh, Black Ball Fairy Line. And that was a hit, surprisingly about a, a ferry line that we have here uh, in, uh, in Washington State that takes you up to Vancouver, BC, and has some other runs too. Uh, and it still exists today. Uh, the song was, was Bing Crosby originally sang it, and it was a hit for Bing Crosby and the Andrews sisters sang it with him. Uh, it's a lovely song. It's fun, fun one to listen to. The sportsmen do a fantastic job of it. My first time hearing it was, I think, last year, maybe the year before. Uh, I was on the Black Ball Ferry. And, uh, and so, so I went to use the bathroom. And when I came out, my wife goes, did you hear it? Did you hear it? And I was like, heard what? And and she's like, Bing Crosby came on, and he sang to all of us on the ship. It was, it was amazing. And so I was like, wow, I missed that on? No, I missed it. I hope they play it again or whatever. And then, I don't know. 45 minutes later or so they played it again and it was lovely to to hear that and see people just smiling and things at at Bing Crosby singing to them uh in 20 whatever it was 2019 2020 I mean that's pretty cool and that they still air that song so what a a neat thing and what a great what a great piece and a, a, a piece that mentions a lot of the the places around here in the northwest and it's just a great little song. Now, uh in the comments on YouTube they mentioned that um the this song itself uh it talks about Seattle and how it's sunny in Seattle all the time or something and they say and the comment was boy they got that wrong but it's sunny here sometimes it's sunny today <laughs> outside you know hey, but anyway so uh what did anybody else get from the episode
4: well well, well daryl i would like to say i would have i'm i'm very sorry that snipped out of this version we have is probably the parody that the sportsman then did inserting lucky strike into the um right. uh to the yeah. lyrics and it makes me want to go try and hope the, the script to this television episode is among the ones in the um uh tobacco documents so that I right. can go see it. I will report back later if uh, because I'm just thinking, you know, round and firm, <laughs> fully
2: packed
4: <laughs> would be amusing, too. Well,
2: so. uh, and I don't know if they did that song in the 1952 version that was the live version or not, yeah, but. Uh, in the on the YouTube video where I watched this, uh, in the in the comments section or in the details section, they had a link to the audio. They said it's the only thing that still exists from the 1952 version. Oh. So I'll uh, try and share that audio with you, Kathy, and then I'll listen. I'd to, love to see. Because uh, I'm just curious if it, maybe they maybe the songs in there, the parody versions in there, which would yeah. be. Lot-
4: Although, what a t- terrible episode to only have the audio of. Since it's supposed to be our visual gaping yes. at Gracie Bennett, so uh, but but then the first part of the show is done as if it were on the radio, and we don't get to see Jack. I'd like to hear everybody else's take on it before I'll come back with. I've got some backstory oh, on that yeah. episode. Uh,
2: we shall so. come back to you then. Uh, let's go with John. John, what did you what did you get off of this? Episode? This is I. I'd seen this episode before. This is one of I
1: think. My favorite Jack Benny show episodes and I was thinking watching it previously you kind of need to know you know Gracie Allen and her character and her mannerisms because he does uh, like a great Gracie Allen impression to the point where you know three or four jokes in it's like you're just watching George and Gracie you forget that it's even Jack Benny a little bit yeah and so I was thinking maybe this wouldn't work for people who weren't maybe familiar with Burns and Allen but this morning I watched it with my wife and she was laughing at, out loud in different parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she laughed at some of the Gracie stuff just because of the actual original content rather than the references or the or him dressing up or whatever. Right. But some of the, the later stuff, after he's changed again backstage, also some jokes that she uh, laughed out loud with. So I, I guess you don't need the... Uh, The context as much as I thought you would need to.
2: No, Um, the whole appendix thing and the backwards pants and the (laughs) yeah, that's that's some great stuff. The the driving the truck between the two pairs of pants. (laughs) Oh, and and speaking of that, the entire bit is done again over on the BBC um, in 1961, they redid the thing. And it's kind of interesting to see Jack dressed up in 61 with George Burns and them doing the the exact same bit again. Uh, I was gonna play it in here like as a beginning piece, but then I thought it kind of, it gives away the whole bit that you're gonna get later in the show because it's identical. And it shows how what a great bit it was for them to revisit the whole thing again and not change a, a line of dialogue. Uh, but it's, it's just kind of fun. So you might look that up on YouTube, anybody that wants to see it from 1961. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. Certainly, see- George has aged a lot between 1954 and 1961. He's just at that age where all of a sudden you age quite a bit. So, yeah. But you were going to say, John?
1: I was going to say that uh, it was nice to see Gracie show up. And, uh, obviously it's always, uh, fun to see her, but especially since, you know, in later episodes, you never get to see her. And then, uh, having just watched the bits with Jack and then to see her in real life and side-by-side, side, it was funny. And then, of course, the whole misunderstanding bit was also hilarious. Yes. Um, a couple of, uh, references that I know that we probably all know, but maybe some, viewers don't know, uh, especially if watching on YouTube, So Round, So Firm, So Fully Packed was the catchphrase, or the, what would you call it, the slogan yeah. for Lucky Strike Cigarettes. And uh, Charlie's Aunt was a movie uh, in the 40s, I think, where Jack Benny 40, 41? 41? Yeah. yeah, where Jack Benny uh, played a college student who, you know, the, the dorm needs a chaperone, so he dresses up as A woman. I wouldn't say that it was a huge hit. I think whatever play or whatever it was based on was a huge hit. The movie, uh, it could have been better.
2: Yeah. It's one of, it's considered to be one of Jack's better movies, I would think. But yeah.
4: Sure. But then, but then he referred to it so often for a number of years on the radio show that (laughs) if you were a fan of Jack Benny, you know, I mean, you were always hearing on the radio about him dressing up in the Charlie's Aunt outfit. So.
2: Right. vincent what uh, what are you what were your th- thoughts on the episode
5: yeah so unfortunately i'm uh evidence of john's concerns um <laughs> you know as a as a media historian of the 20s 30s and uh 40s and a bit of the 50s it's one of my great embarrassments that i know nothing about burns and allen i know of them of course you know uh big sensations but i knew nothing about their uh comedy and so i was mostly like just wondering what in the world is going on. Some of the jokes I thought were extremely funny, yeah. um, specifically about, you know, Jack and his makeup and, you know, um, Rochester grabbing the spackle from, uh, you know, one of the workers thinking it was the makeup. But I, I you know, when uh, Alan finally showed up, I actually found myself disappointed that I hadn't seen her and Burns perform the entire time because I thought Jack did a great job. I mean, his mannerisms were so different. And I thought they were genuinely interesting, but she's so much more uh, energetic, and I think the delivery works so much better, which is sort of the joke of the next episode that we'll talk about. But um, that was sort of my disappointment, I will say. Like, I was like, okay, I need to know more about Burns and Allen because I, I, I find George Burns fine, he's kind of loosely funny, but he plays this straight man in just such a normal way that you need this, like, insane energy, which... Uh, again, I think Jack got the delivery down and stuff, but it wasn't that sort of, like, real, like, palpable sort of, like, spunkiness that um, that she made me realize I needed this whole time.
2: Well, George always said he had a really good joke, and then she died. So that was uh, unfortunate. It's just that that's what – and, and it was. I mean, she – when he found her, it just – he knew that she was the spotlight, and he – played her up as the spotlight all the time in their act and and that was what made their act work so well there wasn't a competition between them there wasn't anything it was just there was just him being the straight man and work and letting her and her zaniness be their act and it was a wonderful act for i
4: i sure wish there were there are hardly any um um taped or video or any uh, visual interviews with gracie um not in character, because I understand from George's uh, biographies and books, that that was a complete character. That off screen, she was nothing like that. She, you know, I mean, uh, you think of other people being zany in real life as well as their character. You know, I mean, because we talk about the Jack Benny's character is, you know, how much it is like or not like his on stage thing. And okay. supposedly she was entirely different. And I just would have liked to see that aspect of her
3: and well I, this episode actually yeah. daryl they did not uh, portray uh gracie this way at the beginning of their relationship uh, early on in their act uh, gracie was the straight man and george right. the, the punchlines, and they were kind of mean mm-hmm. and it didn't work the audience didn't like them that way and so they responded and discovered uh, the the perfect formula yeah it it uh, delighted me to see um burns and Allen. um portrayed this way, um, because of course I'm also a Jack Benny fan, otherwise I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, and Vincent, the, um, the, the the one of the things I loved about George Burns is that I, I have seen a lot of interviews with him, and he was pretty much, at least by all indications, pretty much the way he seemed uh, on television, in the movies, and, uh, you know, in their act. Uh, it was... It was a genuine portrayal of not just their relationship, but of him personally. And he was he was a brilliant dancer, and even though they made fun of it, he was a pretty good singer. And uh, you'll find, I think, lots to like as you dig deeper into the, the Burns and Allen story. There's, there was a small, small detail that I don't know if anybody else picked up on because it was quite a bit of time after the movie came out, which I think was in 1935. But the movie I'm referring to is a Marx Brothers film called A Night at the Opera. And Yes. That, you probably Oh, it's oh,
4: ex- exactly. The stateroom scene. The stateroom scene. So beautifully, yeah. When
3: all of the people were crowding into the um, the, the, the green room, the makeup room. Yes. And, uh, just cracked me up. And and they didn't say a word about it. They just started to do it. And they didn't go quite as far as they did in, uh, in the Marx Brothers film with that idea. They didn't have to. It was just a little, little tip of the hat. But that was... Um, that that was just one of many 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 small details that are portrayed in this um in this episode of um uh, the Jack Benny show there's one last thing i want to say about um about jack benny playing gracie allen burns and allen and uh, and uh, benny and livingston were very close friends in real life so you know impressionists like to say that it's uh, important for them to study the person who they're doing and they'll watch the footage and uh, listen to recordings of people they want to imitate. In the case of Jack and Gracie, he didn't have to do any of that stuff. He knew her so well and they'd seen each other's act on stage prior to that, of course, but they were such good friends that Jack pretty much didn't seem to have to do much work. It was just there. It was part of their, their life together. And I really enjoyed that. Yep, I agree.
4: Well, okay. Well, um, I ended up, I'd only seen this episode when I was already into writing my Jack Benny radio book, but I could not help talk about it for a number of reasons. The um, This 1954 version is simply a, a complete uh, exact copy of the 1952 version, which was done live. And I would dearly like to see Um, If you've got an audio version of it, Daryl, Laura Leibowitz tells me that there's like a kinescope of it at like either UCLA or Wyoming that I've just got to see once. That 1952 episode was the most controversial episode Jack Benny ever did. He was terrified. He and his sponsors were terrified. Uh, to see if the um, critics would like it or hate it, because if if those of you are on the Jack Benny Facebook um, uh, page, I just uh, recently found that Barbara Thinnell had uh, saved a copy of the Confidential story about this. Jack started doing this routine with George in about 1947 as a part of a stag um, uh, entertainment benefit where all the guys got up on stage and, pour, and put on women's clothing, you know, and, and wore funny hats and kind of things like that. Um, um, uh, uh, gender roles and, and and terror about masculinity was getting so high after World War II that these appearances were considered scandalous. So, from 1947, to 1952, Jack uh, was, was called out as, oh, they said it was a purple picnic. Uh, you know, I mean, so people Uh, uh, choosing to be hyper uh, upset about um, gender bending or possible homosexuality or anything went crazy about this routine. So the part of the routine they've done was the business of coming out on stage with Jack dressed up like Gracie. And it is wonderful how he has all the mannerisms of looking at the routine itself that they do is one of from one of their earliest of the late 20s. Um, and it was especially noteworthy for what they call the crosstalk routine. You know, when they come back and George is talking one way, but then Benny Gracie is doing another and uh, two, two, two. And she sticks her gloved hand, he sticks his gloved hand in front of George's face. That was one of the things they were most famous for when they first burst on the scene in the late 20s. Um, so, but as I said, they've done this on the routine with men on stage dressed as women, women in the audience. Uh, for the Friars, frolic in Los Angeles for a number of years, it's getting caught up in the news scandal press. And in 1952, um, Jack and his writers decide to take the routine they've got and then to add this other, the before the reveal, the Jack behind the uh, screen getting dressed. And, and truly, as you all have said, I think this is one of the most action-packed. Or rich episode, half-hour episodes of the Benny Show. You know, sometimes by the time we get to the early '60s, they seem kind of drawn out and kind of slow, and there's not a lot going on. Really, this one packs a lot into it, and I was, um, you know, grateful for them to putting all the work into it. So, but as they said, when the episode comes out live, look, I found this in Benny's papers that um, he and um, uh, 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 his manager. Um, whose name will come to me. Irving Uh, Fine. uh, Thank you, Irving Fine. They're terrified, and the CBS folks are terrified, and the advertising agency is terrified that they are going to get major, um, uh, major, major criticism and pushback. Um, And so they nervously wait. It was like a Broadway opening. They nervously wait for the overnight uh, newspaper reviews of the top New York critics. And the critics were about half and half. Some said this is the best thing we've ever said. Some said, "Oh, how horrible!" Um, But um, uh, despite, but Jack, you know, wait was very proud of causing this commotion. So much so that when he could film, start filming the episodes in 1954, he chose to redo this one again. And you could tell that they liked it because just as you said, Daryl, they do it in 61 when Gracie is long retired. Right. And so, but. That's the interesting thing, Vincent, about trying to understand the past is, you know, that's unless we do lots of research, we wouldn't know that there was this extra soup cone of of tension of, oh my God, he's doing that, um, that viewers in 1952 and 1954 would have brought to this episode.
2: Well, I certainly wondered about that and thought pretty gutsy of Jack to do this. And then that makes it even gutsier him to do it the first time in 52. 54 probably wasn't. Uh, well, as big you before. never know. It's
4: still yes. the ugly 50s for that aspect. But
2: uh, yeah. Well, and then I the fact it, that, that it must have gone over, at least he figured it went over well or whatever, in that I can't think of another filmed episode that follows so closely behind. it's it's a live counterpart because there's only a two-year gap between the two and usually you end up with a six-year gap or more
4: it's also but also the television audience had expanded so much Mm -hmm. in 52 they were still under the restriction of only a hundred television stations and there wasn't quite yet the coast-to-coast thing so but just as you say he's willing to go out on a limb because in a way he likes that it's controversial because it brings Mm -hmm. attention to this older perform, you know, I mean, to this performer, right. sure. how sure. do you how do you say anything new about Jack Benny? Well,
2: well, I mean, I it's a- say in '52, uh, I would think, because it knowing the numbers, like I kind of know them, I would be willing to bet it's somewhere around twelve to twenty percent of the market has actual television set. So. Right. By fifty-four, yep. you're probably talking it, over fifty percent have a television set by that time. So there's a lot more people that have never had a chance to experience it, and so I can see why he would bring it back for sure. That would be too. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyone else have anything to add about the episode?
5: Yeah, I just want to say that I think you know, in some ways, it definitely seems controversial, but it's you know, it's ambivalent about its gender fluidity at best, right? Because Even though on the stage, Benny leans into it in every single way, sort of unfalteringly. Backstage, he's totally seemingly against it, right? He's terrified. He's embarrassed. It's so terrible. He looks bad. You know, then there's also the sort of character, which is meant to be the really angry one. The sponsors are coming and the sponsor hates it. And so you sort of get that release of like, oh, it's kind of okay to hate it. But the person who hates it is sort of like made fun of and like, Sort of the slapstick person, and so it's the, the episode is, is actually well created to sort of mitigate any extreme controversy, right? That yep. Jack's like totally leaning into this, that he's totally supportive of this.
4: Right. Um. What they were able to do in radio is sometimes far more extreme. Uh. uh there's a radio episode where um uh, a lot of them go to a um uh, uh a masquerade party, and Jack dressed up as little boy Blue meets uh, what he thinks is a ravishing woman disguised as little Bo Peep. And, and he takes little Bo Peep up for a ride on Mulholland Drive and they make all these sort of, um, uh, on, this is a radio show, all of these kind me. of intimations about how Jack, I've never heard you speak this way about a woman before. and oh, and, Jack, you know. and then it turns out that little Bo Peep was Phil Harris in drag. <laughs> and they could only do it because it was uh, on radio and you had to make up the pictures in right. your mind. So mm. turning this into the vi- the actual visuality of television, you're absolutely right, Vincent, that they still have to pull their punches in many ways. And yet, you, you know, so I, it's one of those things where I think you can take out of it what you want. If you want to experience the, the joy, the freedom, the the the, the campy fun of Jack enjoying, leaning into his Gracie imitation, as you say. But if you want to go, oh my God, that's horrible. Then you get reassured by Jack going, oh, I can't, I'm dressed as a
2: woman. So Right, uh, right. Yeah, that was Emily played up too, you got that piece. Uh, the other thing no one's mentioned is that this episode also has an appearance by, the S-Man, what's his name again?
1: Frank Nelson. Frank Nelson.
2: Thank you. Frank Nelson's on here. Does a nice little job. And it just shows, like Kathy's saying, how packed this episode is. And it's half hour that it can also fill that fit in Frank. It would have been easy to lose that piece if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but they but they wanted in there. So uh, I think we'll, we'll end it there. Nice job. I hope everybody enjoys this episode. It's a lot of fun to watch. And it's a, a nice clear copy that we found. So I hope uh, you all enjoy it. And we'll see everybody next week for more Jack Benny.
0: The Jack Benny Program with Jack's special guests, George Burns and Gracie Allen. CBF backstage. George Byrne,
6: yeah.
0: Need more makeup. Phone call for George Byrne. Phone call for George Byrne. George Byrne. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, well, Tracy's not there either, huh? Well, keep trying. I where she is. <laughs> Oh, there you are, George. You found Gracie? I can't. I've looked everywhere. George, what are we going to do? Now, Jack's show goes on the air in about 15 minutes, and you and Gracie are supposed to be the guest stars. Look, Don, relax. The show is going on. I talked Jack into taking Gracie's place. You mean Jack's in there dressing up like a woman? That's right. Took a lot of arguing. He even threatened to kill himself. Kill himself? George, look, are you sure Gracie doesn't know she's supposed to be here today? Of course. Look, Don, why don't you go out front? you know, Gracie, she might be standing in line with a ticket. But he said he and then he would.
6: Then we called again, we called again, we said he should. An undecided boy, but what is he going to Oh, my goodness. Boss!
0: Boss! Mr. Bennett, What happened? The girdle, (laughs) bro. I told them to get me a 44. They brought me a 42.
6: Sounds like a 38.
0: Never mind. Here, wait a minute. Here's some of my clothes. Here. Here's this. And here's this. I got a good mind not to go through it. Imagine me standing out on that stage dressed as a woman. Yeah, but you told Mr. Burns you'd do it. I know, I know. Come in. Is this Jack Benny's dressing room? It ain't Lily Sanchez. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Western Union. He just brought you in a telegram. Rochester, is the door open? No, but there's a button missing. <laughs> I need the door to my dressing room.
6: Oh! Oh!
3: Oh! Oh!
6: Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you
0: can hang up my clothes later. Now go find me another girdle.
6: Yes. Yeah, but have you seen Martin? Who's that? I'm from the
0: makeup department. Well, come on in. Well, are you my little
6: friend? <laughs> well, it's
0: about time you got here. Well, I've been busy. There are other television stars, you know. Well, who are you just working on? Gene Autry's horse. <laughs> well, wash your hands and start on me. You're <laughs> no, all right. Now what are you doing? Now, I'm just trying to see whether you have a round face or an oval face. Well, this is a surprise. <laughs> What'd you find out? My fingernails need flipping. <laughs> Look, and never mind the jokes. Now start putting on my makeup. Yeah, all right. And hurry it up. I mean, I've only got about five minutes. Yeah, well, this is going to be quite a problem. Why? You've got one wrinkle there that looks like Benedict Canyon. Now, cut that out. Well, I can't cut it out, but I can fill it up. Jack, okay, how you coming? George, did you find Gracie? Not yet. I can't understand. Gracie was here yesterday for rehearsal. She knew the show was on today. Now, where in the world could she have gone? Don't try to understand Gracie. She might be in Montreal by now. In Montreal? When she left the house this morning, she said she was going out to buy some Canadian bacon. <laughs> Well, Gracie thinks to get Canadian bacon, you have to go to Canada? I once told her I liked Philadelphia cream cheese. I didn't see it for two weeks. <laughs> oh, brother, what a woman. Oh, now, where's that mascara? Oh, for heaven's sakes, I'm so nervous. Now, what's that racket out there? Oh, they're plastering those new dressing rooms across the hall. Oh. No. Say, George. Yeah? George, there's a telegram on the table. Would you read it to me? Sure. Hey, it's from your sponsor. My sponsor? What did he say? He said, um, arrived in Hollywood this morning. We'll be backstage to see it to discuss next year's deal. Oh, my goodness. Why did he have to come to town today and see me like this? It's embarrassing. Oh, what's so embarrassing about it? You were dressed as a girl in Charlie's aunt. Well, that's different. That was in one of my movies. Oh, yeah, nobody saw it. Of course
6: not.
0: Takes a long time to dress like a girl. How are you coming? I don't know, George, but I think I've got this thing on wrong. I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Turn it around. Turn it around. Well, if I was... Where'd you get it? From Don Wilson. (laughs) He's still around, but not so far of a fully fine. Well, give it to me. I'll be in my dressing room, Jack. okay. Okay. Hey, mister, have you finished my face yet? Oh, I knew this would happen. I've run out of makeup. It, but don't worry. I asked my assistant to bring me some more. Rochester, look out in the corridor and see if the man is coming with more makeup. Yes, sir. Oh, I'll take that.
6: Did my makeup
0: get here? For a moment, I thought so.
6: <laughs> yes,
0: sir? I know this Mr. Benny. Mr. Benny's sponsor. Yes, that's his dressing room there. He's getting made up. Well, I won't bother him now. That's it. Thank you. Do you have your dress on yet, Mr. Betty? I've got it on. I've got it on. Good. Then all we have to do is put on these false eyelashes and we'll be all finished. What? I dropped the eyelashes. Where? I don't know, but one of your tonsils is winking at me. <laughs> You're the most stupid makeup man I ever saw. Don't shout at me. What? If you didn't remind me of my wife, I'd punch you right in the nose. <laughs> well, I'm not your wife and get off my lap. Now, hurry and finish picking me up. Oh, Jack. First thing you know, I won't even. Jack. Do Jack. No, Jack, look, the show goes on in just a few minutes, and you haven't heard the sportsman Cat rehearse the number they do at the opening of the show yet. I haven't got time for that. only well, take a minute. Come on
6: in, Dodge. <laughs> One, two, three. Off the Black Ball, Mary Line up in the.
0: A trip to the great northwest where the weather is the finest and the sailing is the best there's a ferry line called black ball and their steamers are their pride they gave them indian names like malahat and quilleute and clickatat so come to puget sound and take a ride on the black ball ferry line in Seattle where the sunshine always shines up in Seattle. All the whistles go and the bells go and the ferry boats are chugging ride right along. Right along. Get aboard, get aboard while the weather's fine. Take your big of the steamers off the black ball line. There's the illahee and the chippewa and the quillahute. And the galakalak. You'll find all these on the black ball line But the honey, the misqually And the Malahat will think about the trinket and More than that, the S, S City of Sacramento <laughs> bring you the guest stars on tonight's program America's beloved couple George Burns and Gracie Benny pretty tonight. I know. No, I had it done at the beauty parlor. Oh. And George, I heard the most wonderful joke over there. You want to hear it? No, we'd all love to hear it. Had everybody dying laughing. Well, let's, let's hear it. Well, one fella said to the other fella, if you don't think so, brother, you ought to see my wife.
6: <laughs>
0: is, uh, is this the whole joke? Oh, no, there was a lot of stuff ahead of it that I didn't hear, you see, but this is the line that had everybody dying laughing. <laughs> Uh, Gracie, I I I don't think you ought to tell that. Too risque. Too naughty. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's talk about your brother. All right. Which one should we talk about? The one who's married or the one who's in love? The one who's in love. Willie, yeah. the tall one, the one that has the scar on the chin. Oh, the uh, the appendicitis scar.
6: <laughs>
0: now appendicitis is on the stomach. You see, if, if yeah, I know. But Willie was ticklish down there, so they had to operate. <laughs>
6: uh,
0: how is Willie? Willie? Mm. Oh, Willie broke his back, you know. Oh, broke his back? Mm Mm-hmm. On account of he's (laughs) left-handed. Broke his back because he's left-handed? Mm-hmm. You see, he had a donut in his right-hand pocket, and when he tried to take it out with his left hand, he... Broke his back?
6: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the
0: next time he's got a donut in his right-hand pocket, tell him to try to take it out with his right hand. That's hard to do when you got your pants on backwards. (laughs) Backwards? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, he he was wearing two pair of pants. He had one on frontward and one on backwards. So that he could go either way. Yeah. (laughs) That's when the truck hit him.
6: (laughs) The, uh, the
0: truck? What truck? The truck that didn't have its lights lit. (laughs) Well, why didn't the truck have its lights lit? Because he had his pants on. Hold it, hold it, hold it. The man in the truck have his pants on backwards or did Willie have his pants on backwards? Oh, George, you're trying to confuse me. I'm confusing you, huh? (laughs) Willie had his pants on backwards. But the man in the truck, why didn't he have his lights lit? Hmm? The man in the truck, why didn't he have his lights lit? Because he didn't have to. It was in the daytime. (laughs) Well, if it was in the daytime, didn't he see your brother coming? Oh, he didn't know it was my brother. <laughs> he didn't? No. He just saw two pair of pants coming towards him, so he drove Betrayal. right... Between
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: this family of yours, they fascinate me. Did you all live together? Well, there was my father, my uncle, and my brother, my cousin, my nephew... They all slept in one bed. I'm surprised your grandfather didn't sleep with them. Well, my, my grandfather used to sleep with them, but he died, so they made him get up. Uh, if you please, Professor. See, is um, your sister Bessie here tonight? No, Bessie couldn't come here tonight on account of her canary is hatching an ostrich egg. <laughs> canary is hatching an ostrich. Mm-hmm. But the canary is too small to cover the egg. So, so uh, Bessie has to sit on the egg and hold the canary in her. Music. <laughs> <suitcase. Here's it. laughs> Stop. Bessie, um, how's she feeling? Well, Bessie? Bessie, yes. Well, Bessie's all right, but, oh, the other night she woke up in the middle of the night and she let out the most awful scream. What, uh, what happened? Well, she looked down and her feet had turned black. Well, what did you do? We sent for a doctor. What, the what'd the doctor do? Yes, took off her stockings, and we all went back. Music. Your sister, Bessie, has been married a long time, I not she? Uh-huh. You know, she has eight sets of twins now. Eight sets of twins? Mm Mm-hmm. See, her husband uh made bookends for a living and this affected their whole lives Ladies and gentlemen, we'd we'd love to do a little more, but we're not prepared. I am. <laughs> you see, in television, my brother was here. You know, I could do an act all by myself. You're uh <laughs> you're you're allowed. <laughs> my to brother do is just, here. You know, so I have to work You're alone. allowed <laughs> to do it just. So my poor brother. And uh, this is only held a half show. So. It,
6: it was held up by two uh, men. Two they, men uh, held up. <laughs> my brother. They, uh, they uh, two men held him up. My poor brother. Uh, we're not. Two men.
0: Two men, I'll let my brother, too. Just, uh, two men, I'll let my brother. Two. Two, two men. Two men. Your yeah, two men. What's up? Two men. men. Uh huh. Where? All the way home. <laughs> uh. Which uh, which brother is this? Oh, Harvey. Harvey? Oh, that's <laughs> the one with the high blood pressure, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the one, you know, he sleeps on the floor to, to keep, keep it down. down.
6: Yeah. Uh, how is Harvey?
0: Harvey? Harvey? Oh, he's fine. Oh, you know, Harvey isn't in jail anymore. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. See, he got out of jail because he's such a great artist. Got out of jail because he's a great artist? Mm-hmm. You see, uh, he painted, you see, he's an artist, he paints, you yeah. see. So he painted a picture of an open window on the wall of his cell. Yeah. You see? So then when the guards came in to close the window, he walked out through the door. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that Harvey is not in jail anymore. I'm glad he's out. What? I'm glad Harvey is
6: out. I'm glad he's not in jail. I'm glad he's out. Yeah,
0: so is his wife, Rover. Well, um, Rover? His wife's name is Rover? Uh Uh-huh. You see, when she was a little girl, you know, she moved next to our family, see, Mm -hmm. next door. So uh, one day, our mother told all of us kids, she said, she thought it would be kind of nice if we called her Rover. (laughs) So we did. <laughs> Our music. me to do and I hope you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you wanted I did. Jack. I was never so embarrassed in my whole life. It's <laughs> the most embarrassing thing. Imagine me having to go through this just because Gracie doesn't show up. I've never heard of anything. Jack. I'll never do that again for a million dollars. Wow. Jack. Wow. The show is over you're a good sport. And Jack, I'm going to take you to dinner. I don't care. But... <laughs> to dinner? <laughs> All right, wait till I I get out of this dress. Oh, no,
6: leave it on. I might want to go dancing. Oh, God.
0: Did you lose this, Cinderella? Give me that. Rochester, look. My my sponsor's coming today. He's going to see me dressed like this. Look at how do I get out of this girdle? Just cut the string and jump back. All right, go out and get me a pair of scissors. Yes,
7: ma'am. Hello, Mrs. Burns. Uh, Do you know where I can find George? Well, I
0: don't know where he is now, but he's always in that dressing room.
7: Oh, thank you. Uh, George! 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 (laughs) Well, So this is what George does behind my back. (laughs) Look, look, Gracie. Oh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, you, 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 you... Barefoot hussy, you. (laughs) Gracie!
0: Don't you recognize my voice?
7: I'd recognize that voice anywhere, Tallulah. (laughs) Tallulah Of course, I'm not blaming you But George ought to be ashamed of himself That's the way all men are When we're young and and gorgeous and beautiful They're crazy about us But the minute men get old and wrinkled and broken down They're not good enough for us (laughs) That
0: I don't understand at all (laughs) Well, darling, if you're
7: ready for dinner, I'll take you
0: to...
6: Oh, hello,
7: Gracie. George. Hello, Gracie. Don't speak to me, you two-timer. Look, no, Gracie. Oh, the minute my back is turned, Gracie. Oh, don't blame it on that poor quivering thing. <laughs> quivering? <laughs> oh, George, George, all men are alike, and I hate all men. <laughs> oh. 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 oh, men!
6: <laughs>
0: my sponsor, Gracie, not my sponsor. Mr. Lewis, it's me, Jack Benny. Mr. Benny, what's going on around here? I come all the way out from New York to talk business with you, and in less than half an hour, I'm kicked by Gene Autry's horse and slapped him in the face. Oh, look at, look at Mr. Lewis, I can explain. Justice in my office tomorrow morning. Good day, sir. All oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Head examiner for doing this. I was never so mad in my life. Imagine me letting George talk me into this. Jack Benny, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Letting it. (coughs) See, my my blue eyes sparkle when I get mad. (laughs) Hello? Hello, Mary. Yeah. I know. I couldn't help it. Look, it wasn't my fault. I didn't want to do it in the first place. George, huh? You liked it? You thought I looked... No. Really? Well, did you see the whole show? You even saw the
6: travelogue?
0: (laughs) We didn't have a travelogue. Oh, oh, on a close-up, you thought you saw Benedict Canyon? (laughs) Mary, I'll explain that to you later. Goodbye. Darn that makeup man. You know, Gracie, the reason you didn't recognize Jack is because he was dressed up like a girl. Well, I still. Well, go in and take a look.
7: I just still. Well, Jack, it is you.
0: Well, certainly, Gracie. Where were you all afternoon?
7: Well, I was the first one here, but I, I, I told the stagehand I was hungry, and he suggested I go get a Denver sandwich.
0: Look, uh, Gracie... Uh... Wait a minute, George. Let me take this. Gracie, you mean to tell me that when you had the urge for a Denver sandwich, you went
7: oh, all the way no, out? Oh, no, no. the bus broke down at San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gracie, I, I think you ought to apologize. Oh, Why? I had nothing to do with the bus breaking down. No, no, no. I don't, I don't. I don't run the I bus, don't, you don't, know. But once my brother Willie was almost I, run over by a, by a bus, bus because he had I, two I, pairs of pants. I know in. that, but Gracie, <laughs> Gracie, Gracie say, say goodbye to
0: Jack. Oh, goodbye, Jack. Goodbye, Gracie. Uh, goodbye, George. Goodbye, Chalala. <laughs>